<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. You about to give me a PS5, an Xbox, a Switch. Uh, I'm about to go take it back and get a Wii. What's going on? This is another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on all things hip-hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip-Hop DX, and I am one of your hosts, Asia Sky, And I'm your other host, A-Dub. It's Wednesday, middle of the week, and a few things happened. So, unfortunately, a man fell to his death while at the weekend show in Philadelphia. Also, Joe Budden talked about Jay-Z charging him $250,000 for the Pump It Up remix. T Grizzly opened up about how much money he makes per month playing video games. And Drake has another home intruder. Couple of things to get to before we get into it, though. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please follow us on all streaming platforms. Tell a friend to tell a friend about DX Daily. Now let's get to it. All right, so let's get started with this unfortunate situation at the weekend show out in Philadelphia. So there was a 32-year-old man who reportedly fell to his death at the weekend show on Thursday, July 14th. And this is according to a CBS affiliate named Hugo Sanchez. The man was sitting on an escalator rail at the Lincoln Financial Field when he lost his balance and fell approximately 40 feet. He was rushed to Thomas Jefferson University Hospital and pronounced dead shortly after his arrival. So just a a very unfortunate, unlucky situation. And then for it to happen when you're at a concert trying to have fun, it's just sad. It's unfortunate altogether. Yeah, it is definitely sad to hear. Um, The police are saying there was like no indication of foul play. Um, They said he fell just before 11 p.m. local time. And no one really knows why he was sitting on the railing in the first place. But his family did decline to make a statement. But they did say that funeral arrangements are being planned. Um, And it's kind of also sad because it was like the first stop of the weekend's tour. And already something like this happened in the headlines and things like that. But um yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, that sucks. That's a terrible way to for someone to lose their life at a show of yours. And then it, it being your first stop on the tour, like that's the energy that you're starting with. Um, so I, I feel, of course, first and foremost for this man's family, for him losing his life, you know, you can't get that back. I also feel for the weekend, though, just to know, like, dang, like, somebody just died at my show, the first show of my tour. So, yeah, that that's a tough situation to be in. Um, hopefully, I mean, obviously they're not obligated to, but hopefully the weekend is able to do something for the family. Um, I'm sure the actual stadium itself is, is going to be involved in that because the man did fall 40 feet from there off of something, um, from their escalator. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to assume that the stadium is in talks or in communications with the family about handling whatever they're trying to handle, especially since the family didn't make a statement. That, that kind of tells me that there's probably been some conversation there. So, yeah, rest rest in peace to that, man. That's sad. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Joe Budden. So he recently spoke about a time when Jay-Z charged him $250,000 for a verse on the remix to his 2003 hit Pump It Up and how the high price tag had nothing to do with any personal issues that Joe or Jay-Z may have been having at the time, um, despite the rumors that kind of would... St- 
it, it looks like it would be otherwise, but Joe says that it wasn't due to any personal issues. He says basically like that was just Jay-Z's price tag. Yeah, he said on the podcast, he was like, I don't think the 250K is a big number. I think that was just his number. And then he's like kind of speaking as Jay-Z being like, that's my number to rap on this new artist remix. Talking about, you know, I need 250K to rap on this new artist Joe Budden's song. And then Joe Budden was like, it was just big in my world, but it wasn't a big number being the 250K. Yeah, and then Joe um, basically claimed like he didn't know what he was doing at the time. He he's talking about how he was super young in the moment. He was he wasn't in the studio um, when Jay Z and Joe Budden's A and R Skane uh, had the conversation about him getting on the record, and he just knew that they had a relationship. So he was just trying to get it done by any means, um, and he he kind of didn't know the business aspect to it at that time. But it is interesting just to see, like, how far people come. Because to know, like, back then in the early 2000s, you could have got a Jay-Z verse for $250,000. Like, granted, that's a lot of money, obviously. But in music business world, that's, you know, that's really not the height of how far, how much people can charge. Like, people can charge even more than that. So to know that Jay-Z was charging that at that time is really interesting to compare it to now when Jay-Z doesn't even charge for features it's like you can't even everybody can't even have access to it it doesn't matter how much money you have you could have four million dollars for a Jay-Z feature and if he doesn't want to do it he's not going to do it so this was just a one of those interesting anecdotes like just to hear how the business went back in the day and then from for for such an artist as great as Jay-Z um and just the difference between then and now yeah, that is true. Um, this is like back in 2003 about this remix. And so, you know, 250K, that's, that is a lot of money. And then, but it is crazy to think, you know, now it seems like it's, like you said, not anybody can get a Jay-Z verse. And then to know that Jay-Z was really like in his bag back then to be like, oh, I need 250K, like boom, boom, boom. And, and got it too. Like this all, it's just a crazy story. I love hip hop stories like this. So Definitely. Well, speaking of this money talk, T Grizzly was talking some big money recently and he let people know of just how much he makes off of gaming. And he actually compared it to how much he makes off of music, which was really interesting. He was recently on Gillian Wallow's Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, and he spoke about Grizzly World, which is a Grand Theft Auto 5 server that he launched, which allows players to do whatever they want with which allows players to do whatever they want with various customizable options. So according to T Grizzly, he monetized this whole game through a network of subscribers and he makes 20 to $25,000 a month just off playing Grand Theft Auto. Sign me up. I don't have any gaming consoles right now, but if this is the type of money that's being made in gaming, sign me up for $20,000 a month just to play a game. Sign me up ASAP. How do I get in Grizzly world? I need to know. Yeah, that streaming and game world is so lucrative. Like we always hear about T-Pain making so much money from streaming and gaming and things like that. And so for T-Grizzly to making this kind of money too, is also crazy. Um, he also said that he gets paid from the server that he created because you got to pay to get in. So he says there's like 90,000 members in this server and then they get sponsorships and they get ads. And so when these people do pay the $100 up to $400 a month, they Ooh. turn around and start making 20K a month. And so then, so T Grizzly getting paid, the people in the server getting paid. It's just a lot of money going around in this thing. 
Yeah, I got to start gaming ASAP. I'm about to give me a PS5, <laughs> an Xbox, a Switch. Uh, I'm about to go take it back and get a Wii. <laughs> take Period. it take it back uh, back in the day, get a Wii. I'm getting every console. I need in on this. Uh, I just did the math. 25,000 times 12, 300,000 per year. That's just based off the subscribers alone. That's not even all the advertising revenue and whatever other money that he's getting. So T Grizzly's making out pretty well on on that on that Grand Theft Auto gaming. Yeah, he also said that um he revealed it actually makes the same amount of money from video games as he does from music. So you talking about you just your music streaming and you going on like I guess on tour and things like that as far as the music side is making just as much on the gaming. Like that's insane. Yeah, and um, T Grizzly actually spoke to Hip Hop DX back in April, and he announced he was teaming up with a gaming company called Xset to provide ex inmates with personal gaming consoles. So not only is he just making so much money in this space and being innovative, he's also helping out uh, an underserved uh, part of the population because obviously it's it's hard for people to get that type of stuff behind bars. So um, that's also a, a noble thing he's doing. At the same time, while he is making all of this money off of gaming, he's also putting some of that money to good use and helping people out. So that's another thing, too. Well, go ahead, T. Grizzly. This is a good I like this. I like this one. Yeah, no. Big big ups to T. Grizzly. Now, let's talk about Drake now, because he just always has somebody breaking into his houses or attempting to break into his houses. I don't know what it is about Drake's house that people want to get into so bad. And it's not even like they, they try to get into it to steal things. Like, I think they just want to be in it because it's Drake's house. So a man who trespassed into Drake's new home um, near Beverly Hills claimed to be his son. And he was arrested last week. Mess. A mess. A complete mess. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, uh, according to TMZ, the cops were called to the mansion last Friday after an employee saw someone near the pool house. So the LAPD is questioning this guy who is 23 years old. And that's when he claimed that Drake is his dad and he was simply waiting for him to arrive home. So luckily the cops didn't b believe his story and they handcuffed him for misdemeanor trespassing. And then, you know, luckily for Drake, he wasn't at home at this time this past weekend. And the intruder never actually made it inside the house to do whatever he was trying to do. Okay, so two things here. <laughs> Number one, an employee notice this person so can we just acknowledge the flex of having a staff at your home <laughs> like that is the craziest flex in this story to me <laughs> like we can't just glide past that like this man has a, a staff at his home he has employees at the crib that was wild to me number two this man is 23 years old claiming to be drake's son <laughs> ain't drake like 35 <laughs> right yeah so, so drake had this man when he was 12 that's what he's telling us according to his story okay got it got <laughs> you well um uh his drake's son got arrested he was removed and uh, yeah like i don't see what these people's <laughs> these people's in in games or in goals are when they do these types of break-ins i think it's just i don't know maybe it's just to have a story to tell or maybe they just want to see the person so bad they're like, okay, if I if I'm able to get in, if I'm able to get a glimpse of Drake, like I accomplished my mission. Maybe that's what his thing was here. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But like, you think Drake is gonna actually respect you for like coming into his house if he was there and you did get to see him? Like, that'd be kind of crazy. But hey, go go off. Uh, 
they don't give his name, but go off 23-year-old claiming to be Drake's son. Go ahead then. And then the other part of that too is you're putting your life in danger by doing this. Like you don't know how someone's going to react to you breaking into their home. You could be coming in there to do anything. You could be coming in to do them bodily harm, to kill them, to rob them, whatever. Like we don't know why you're here. So yeah, you're playing a dangerous game by trying to break into people's house with really no plan of action or no, no real rhyme or reason. Like you're playing with your life at that point. Cause if Drake pulls or one of his, uh, multiple employees he apparently has on site <laughs> pulls out a gun and shoots you or stabs you or whatever the case is then you're going to be trying to sue or you're going to be trying to saying you're going to be trying to play victim so yeah breaking into people's houses obviously like come on come on let's let's do better let's let's find different ways to be a fan of people stream the album maybe yeah <laughs> go to a go concert, to concert. Yeah. Go get an OVO Fest tickets. Pay pay $700 for the OVO Fest tickets. Find something more productive to do. Yeah, stop with the break-ins. Do better. Come on now. Yeah, I think that's a good note to end on today. T- take that advice. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And also be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. All right, we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Yeah.